It's the Sleepers Podcast, Wednesday, January 31st. There is 31 days in January, right? Uh, yes, there is. Okay, good. Not a not a calendar podcast. Did you, yeah, uh, they try to teach you that trick, uh, like in elementary school, um, where you count on your knuckles. But I've I've totally that totally slipped my mind. I've never learned that trick. It's like, I think like, on the knuckle is a thirty-one day month, and in between is not, or something of that variety. Like January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and like if you're on the knuckle, it's thirty-one days. Oh wow, fascinating. Okay, yeah, someone might have to fact check me on that, but that was an elementary school staple. I was too busy trying to get to the league then. I didn't really care about months and, and knuckles. Yeah, impressive stuff that you still remember that. Were you a good student? Like, I feel like if you're remembering tricks you learned in elementary school, you must have been pretty locked in. And I was a great student. You know, I was great for class morale. Um, I had to get reined in sometimes because, as you know, once I get a couple laughs, it fuels me. I'll keep it going uh, greatly. But, uh, you know, no, for the most part, I was a great student, great for class morale, all that. Uh, are you drinking a Speedway coffee? No, this is the coffee that my parents give me when I drop Murphy off at their house. How, how many times am I gonna? How many times am I gonna ask you that? <laughs> well, I kind of want you to ask every time. Now, hold me accountable. It's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Connie must just buy gas station coffee cups as their see, their go tos. See, that makes me feel like I don't know Connie as well because Connie strikes me as like a I wouldn't do that because that cup is like not i don't know biodegradable or something like i feel like connie's like really conscious about her recycling and things like that no i would say that's not in her game really Uh, okay that's on me then i wouldn't say she's unconscious of the environment but i would say that's not a priority on her day-to-day uh tasks now this is opening up a very interesting element of our relationship i just realized i feel like maybe one weak spot we have in terms of knowing each other's game knowing who each other are supporting each other being there for each other is that you and i don't really know each other's moms very well that's kind of true like I, I feel very aligned and locked in with Luther. I know where he's at. I'm, I'm emotionally involved in what's going on with Luther. I feel like you could would say the same for Dave. You've had quite a few experiences with Dave, but uh, Mary Rose and Connie, like I, I don't think we know each other's games very well. Yeah, we might have to fix that. Maybe like a sleeper's mother getaway trip or something like that. Yeah, we might need to like send our moms out to be pampered somewhere together, and then we just show up in tuxedos. <laughs> Oh, funny to see you guys here. What you <laughs> yeah. said? Be kind of nice. Yeah, let's work on that offline. But uh, hey, this is Wednesday morning's show. That means that Michigan and Michigan State played last night. Uh, we're recording this before the game, but in the spirit of addressing the game on our first episode, since it's our two teams, it's a rivalry. Card, I thought it would be fun if uh, we do a quick recap to open this show, recapping the game that hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. We can do that. So there was a large boost coming off the bench from Will Cheddar. Um, He scored the most points he scored in a half in a Michigan uniform, which led to Michigan only being down four at half. And the onslaught kind of continued for the first like four minutes of the second half with buckets from Terrence Williams and Jace Howard. But late AJ Hogard really turned it on the lead balloon to about 14 with eight minutes to go and hovered right around there, and then we end up winning by about 16 points. Yeah, I was impressed with Terrence Williams. Um, 
you know, it's it's just good to see a guy have individual success in the middle of this chaos. Tyson Walker, he's going to do what Tyson Walker does. It was good to see him get his 30 for the first time this season, though. Um, you know, Hogard, what'd you make of Hogard and Jace? Seemed like they had a little bit of a, a tiff with about four minutes to play. They did. And, and obviously, given the history of the situation, I don't want to make any conclusions about it. But from my point of view on the Peacock broadcast, it did seem like Juwan kind of inserted himself in between. And, you know, you want to break up the fight, but I don't know if he needs to make contact with AJ like he made, you know? Yeah, just a little aggressive, which obviously is in line with things we've seen from Juwan in the past. Um, I, You know, it was interesting. I kind of expected, given that incident, I thought there'd be a little more of a, a friction in the handshake line when Izzo mm-hmm. and Juwan got to each other. But, you know, the, the way they hugged, the way they embraced there, honestly – um, it kind of it kind of pointed to me that maybe this is the last time they're going to shake hands. I don't know. I kind of saw that. Yeah, obviously we're going to have to. The you know we're recording this after we'll have to see if we can catch up with the presser after the game to see if maybe some things were said. But uh, uh, otherwise, good game by Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of uh, Xavier Booker in his two minutes? You know, classic one rebound, uh, one for two from the free throw line. Uh, still outdid Cooper in his 24 minutes, so is what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, congrats to Michigan State on their victory. There's your recap of the game that hasn't happened yet. Uh, that was fun. Cart, let's move to your YouTube comment of the day. If any of that comes true, I'm gonna be, I'm actually gonna be, that's gonna be pretty, pretty funny. Uh, let me go through here. A lot of comments, uh, surrounded by our brain smith video but let's go to this all right i'm gonna go with this uh back-to-back comments actually no i'm just gonna read one because i can't i don't know what the other one's saying but this comes from dustin o'brien and he said that you guys are tough on purdue but i also know at this point i know you have their back thanks for telling it how it is from a purdue fan who has beat you all up a few times with the comments. Dustin, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you understand that we are critical of Purdue, but we're also critical of every single team that we watch, to be honest with you, because no team is perfect. And we also tell you why teams are really, really good. So I appreciate you being able to take a step back after beating us up in the comments a few times. And we appreciate it. I do appreciate that. I feel like we have seen an uptick in fan comments like this that are kind of tip your cap, respect. Uh, it, it's a cycle. It's a cycle with all of these fan bases. If your first point of exposure to us is a moment where we're really high on your team or praising your team or a player, then you probably are going to love us instinctually. And then you'll probably be very surprised a couple of weeks later when we're doing the opposite, when we're talking about negative things, when we're bashing somebody. But that's sort of the whole dynamic here. And then there's other people whose first discovery of us is negative, And they're like, oh, screw those guys. But then a couple of weeks later, they see we're doing something positive and they come back around. I like to think it's all a pendulum. And I like to think that we are fair in uh, our analysis, which is why we cover both the good and the bad. And ultimately, as time goes on, hopefully you see both sides and realize that we're trying to be objective at best. So that does mean a lot. Appreciate you. Um, Good comment to start the day. I like that a lot. Should we move to the Discord cart? Let's do it. Okay, so we have only two Discord comments because, again, we we recorded in pretty quick succession. Last night, uh, we recorded today's episode, and then today we are recording tomorrow's episode about a full 24 hours in advance. 
Um, so this should be the only day where we don't have a lot of comments. But Booby starts us off today. He says, shameless shout out to Joe Tugler for Houston. Freshman has so much potential. Will end up being elite as a junior and a senior. Probably not going to put up 20 and 10, but his ability to switch and his athleticism, especially around the rim, is special. He was awesome in the Houston, Texas game last night. Took over late. He was a mon- he's a monster. He's going to be like one of those classic Samson bigs that just has monstrous performances. Like he's extremely athletic. He's only going to get better. Uh, I was very, very impressed with him against Texas. Yeah, it was big time. Uh, and then second comment and last comment today is Travis Nelson, who says, also, Let- sorry, by the way. Oh yeah. Thank you. Nice. Come on, man. It's not, a, it ain't a, it ain't a slur. It ain't nothing that can't be said. I'm throwing it up all day. Horns down. Travis Nelson says, let book cook, let car star go green. Do you like the uh, the rhyming here? Let Tyson bison. Mm. That doesn't work, but I do like the rhymes that were said before. Let AJ Ray J. Dennis. Oh, I was going to go like Ray J. Kim. Oh. oh. No? Not that one. No. Okay. I'm going to have to think on that. Let Carson Arson burn it all down? Let Jaden transfer? I thought you were going to go Braden. Oh. Let uh, this is fun. Can we do more? Can we do more of these? <laughs> Let, uh, no, I don't have any more. Let Trey. Hey. Let Trey play. Over Jaden. Okay, I don't have any more. I was trying to come up with a good Doug one, but I just all I have is hug, and I I don't want to hug him right now. So. Okay. All right. Thanks to the comment section. Uh, If you want to join the Discord and get your comments in and discuss all things, life, basketball, all of it with us 24 hours a day, uh, join the Discord. What do you got, Carter? (laughs) Getting a seer in the clear. Ah, that's good. That's good. That's really, really good. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Proud of you. Uh, By by the way, do you want to address the fact that there's been an uptick in your Discord activity in the last week? You got called out for it. And I feel like you've come around and made a made a nice effort in the last week. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly didn't realize that my my Discord activity was not at the level that is becoming of, you know, myself. So I made sure that I made a conscious effort to make it known that I'm I'm here. Good, very good. Uh, I also was just alerted that I am hosting the Field of sixty eight after dark tonight after Michigan State plays Michigan. I just. So- yeah, well, I I was on the schedule. I just haven't looked at the schedule in a week, so I forgot about it. But uh, with the lovely Kevin Sweeney and Terrence Oglesby. But uh, so I'm going to have to watch Michigan get wrecked by Michigan State and then host the Field of 68 after dark immediately after. That's tough. It's Tom Izzo's birthday today. It is. He turned 69. Nice. Let's get to the show. Uh, <laughs> we have some interesting topics today. Um I'm going to merge two Michigan topics into one here. I told you about one of them. I didn't tell you about the other one, but um, do you remember Lee Elijah? 
I do. I remember that we did a we did a video on him back in the summer. Um, when he when he was uh thinking about committing to Michigan, I actually liked him. I actually liked the film that I saw on him. Yeah, he had game. It looked like maybe an off the bench guy in year one, but a guy you could believe in the athleticism of year year two. Um, maybe a real guy. The the kind of you know looking looking back on it, we were like, okay, Terrace is going to be a guy. Aaliyah can play behind Terrace. There's probably a world where he could have played over Terrace this year, but you know, yeah, never know. yeah, the film was good. Um, anyways, so uh, to summarize, Lee Aaliyah is going to Spain. He's going to play professionally in Spain. I'm going to read the tweet. This is from Palmer Basket Mallorca Palma, which I believe is the team in Spain that he signed with. Uh, this is mm-hmm. what it says: Blue heart emoji, Lee Alija, refuerzo de altura para el Palmer Basket. Son muy tendrá la fortuna de poder vibrar con una de las promesas más espectaculares del baloncesto sudamericano. I have no idea what any of that means, but it means he's not coming to Michigan to play basketball. Uh, I'll summarize it for you. Uh, coming from the Michigan basketball official Twitter page, uh, adios, amigo. <laughs> So this is just the latest example. This is the latest example of Jawan Howard landing a prized recruit that is not coming to Michigan. <laughs> like how how many of these are we going to have happen? Uh, as far as I know, he was like trying to do the big Z, Z Zvonimir Visage thing where it's like you're cleared and you're in the school and now here we go. Never happened. And also maybe, maybe Lee was like kind of sitting there watching and I don't know if he speaks English or not, but he probably speaks standings and saw that Michigan was like seven and 13. And he's like, ah, probably going to go get a check. (laughs) I just, I'm very confused about it all. Uh, It's a bummer because I liked this game and it would have been fun to watch and play for my team, but it's not a bummer for him. I think this is a great decision for him. Uh, More importantly, is this, any further indication that Jawan Howard doesn't know what he's doing to you or, or what do you make of that? I, I put less emphasis on this one being Jawan. Like this isn't like a, I mean, yes, he got, yes, he like got him to commit and everything like that, but it's so tricky with bringing these kids from overseas and like actually getting him there. Like even you look at the big Z situation. You even look at some of the situations with a lot of the UCLA uh, foreign guys that they got this year. It's just, you never really know if they're actually going to come because at any time they can be like, you know what? I really don't want to, like, I just want to stay over here, play professionally and then, you know, take the next step. So, you know, I, I think for both parties, it's honestly probably the best decision. I don't think he helps Michigan really like turn the tide that much with the situation they're in. And, uh, you know, for him personally, it's probably just better if he just, you know, stays and, and plays overseas. Um, but two things. One, it's kind of funny. Like, I couldn't picture Michigan fans doing anything that Kentucky basketball fans did. Like, could you imagine an Ann Arbor bo- billboard, like, free, freely? <laughs> no. No, nope. like and it would fi- it'd be fire, honestly, because it works. You know the way the names work. You're like free Aaliyah, like that's that rolls right off the tongue. Uh, secondly, I'm gonna need for an episode coming up in the next couple of days to formulate a Michigan. We almost had them starting five. Already is have that- it. I that was my next thing. I have it if you need it. Yeah, is that team like is that team kind of solid? 
Oh, this car, this team's a Final Four contender immediately. Can I oh, name the names? Terrence Shannon's on it, isn't he? Car, let me name the names here. Oh, these, these these are players that Michigan thought they were getting at various times in the last four years of the Juwan Howard era. No gel Eastern. Anybody forget about that one? No gel Eastern announced his commitment to Michigan and then never played at Michigan. Uh Lee Elysia, same thing. Caleb Love, same thing. Papa Conte, same thing. Terrence Shannon never formally committed, but was behind the scenes committed, supposedly, and then did not get into school. Uh, Antonio Reeves. Remember oh, that one? Remember that era? That was a fun yeah, one. That was a good time. Uh, everyone said Antonio Reeves was was he was done, done deal to Michigan, but then uh enrolled in grad school at his old school, trying to get out of Kentucky, can't do it. Hey, his 19 points per game for Kentucky sure is nice, right? Great job, Jawan. Uh, Isaiah Todd. Do you remember Isaiah Todd? Isaiah Todd. Committed. The first five-star Juwan got committed. Was going to be a superstar. Now he's a G League NBA guy sensation. Uh, would have been one of the most selfish players in Michigan basketball history. Would have fit right on brand with the culture of this team. Uh, like That's seven killers right there, man. Like, how do you, You're averaging two guys a year that commit to play for you that don't ever play. That's a crazy stat. It's baffling. It's baffling to me. Um, it, look, in the long run, this doesn't swing anything for Michigan because they're already a dumpster fire and not getting Lee Elysia keeps them a dumpster fire. If they had gotten Lee Elysia, they're probably still a dumpster fire. So I don't have um, any major qualms with this at this point. Like I said, I'm happy for the kid that he's not here. Um, there's a second side of this, though, that I didn't even tell you about that uh, I don't think you're probably aware of that I'm aware of here. Jawan Howard had a Michigan State preview press conference yesterday. I watched it. He is ornery. He is the most testy he's been with reporters ever. Uh, Jawan Howard's whole thing in press conferences throughout his career has been, like, very short by-the-book answers. If you watch it, like – it's not a lot of like back and forth. It's not a lot of animosity. He hates the media, but he just gives gives coach speak in a positive, smiley way. That's all it is. Uh, not this time. It's a lot of yikes moments in this press conference. First off, he he's opened the press conference by making a joke, asking the media members for tips on how to beat Michigan State. That's how he opened his press conference. After that, somebody asked, do you have a Doug McDaniel update? He snapped on the reporter and was basically just like, do you have an update? You, you want to tell me? You know, you know the situation, right? You know, Is this an away game? Is this an away game? Okay, then yeah, you know the situation unless you have an update. Like that That was the response. Um, and then lastly, they asked him, uh, why did Trey Jackson barely play? Trey Jackson didn't play in the second half of their last game after playing like two minutes or four minutes in the first half. Uh, and he, again, very snippy said it was a coach's decision because the Will Cheddar and the Jace Howard front court lineup was so effective. So Will Will Cheddar and Jace Howard were playing so well he couldn't get Trey Jackson into the game. Um I I, I encourage anyone to watch the press conference. This is all in one presser. This was all in one presser. I encourage anybody to watch the press conference car. It was like I said it was testy. It was like on edge. It was filled with kind of animosity based answers. Um, and it's, it's a tone that has changed. Like 
Jawan has not been this sarcastic, aggressive press conference guy. He's obviously been aggressive in moments, but like he's he's always been like sit back in your chair. Yeah, yes, sure. And this time he's like leaning forward in the chair, ready to snap. So I to me that that might signal maybe he is on the way out. Maybe. Maybe this is the first sign that we're seeing. What do you make of this? I mean, to be honest with you, it takes a, a different type of person, a strong person, a person I can't even understand to go through something like this and have to like just talk to the media all the time and talk about how your team sucks and how your team's dysfunctional. Like that's that's gotta be tough to go through, especially like going on two years in a row, basically. Uh worse this year, obviously. But it's just like that's gotta be taking a toll on him, I feel like. And all while this is going on. You know, there's Michigan football winning all this stuff and doing all these, getting all these accolades, and then he's just getting belittled and belittled. And you know, he's he, he it eventually every man breaks somewhat. So I, he might be finally reaching that point, which I don't blame him. Like that's got this. Obviously, part part of this is Jawan's. Like he created this issue, he created this problem, which is his roster, his team. But still, at the same time, like it's he can he can be frustrated with the situation yes uh yeah i don't know i i don't have much else other than watch the press conference and like maybe this is an indication this could change this is the first time i've been on here saying he's not leaving he's not leaving he's not leaving this is the first time i think maybe maybe he leaves who do you think would be the better press conference like person between me and you me I don't think so. I think you would I think you would get too cocky, be too many mistakes on your part. This is kind of like when we talked about who'd be better at like a reality TV competition and you you said I'd shoot my shot too early and flame out. Um I I just disagree with you. I disagree. Okay. Right. I think I think you would piss too many people off. All right. Let me know in the com- let us know in the comments, guys, what you think would be <laughs> what you think would be the better press conference coach. I mean, what what would your approach be if you're a press conference guy? I feel like I'm a good coach speak. Like, I got a coach speak, you know, catalog that I can just pull out at any time. So, I mean, that's you with training wheels on. Why would people like that? Everything that's special about you is that you don't have training wheels on. You speak from the heart. Yeah, well, I'd mix a little bit of that in. You, like, you would just come out right away and, like, Brad Underwood invented ISIS. You know, like, they, you and No, I would lab. not. No, I would not. No, I would not. Okay. I'm not playing a character when I'm a coach. Uh, I've been prepared for this moment my whole life. Be very in depth, speak from the heart, be passionate, be smart, okay. be insightful. Yeah. Are you throwing players under the bus? No, never. Never. Okay. Never. Maybe you would, maybe you would be better than me. I would maybe, I, I, I would tactically challenge them at appropriate times, but I, I can promise you this. The only players I would ever criticize publicly would be my best players. Period. Period. That's it. That's that's it. Never, never throw a guy under the bus who can't do things that he's not capable of. I agree with that. I would throw, I mean, you know, I would throw this player under the bus, but I don't want to do that. He probably fouled the bus the way he plays defense. <laughs> Honestly, if we could, I feel like if you could take just the good parts of me and of you, we would make a great coach. Oh, 100%. We, we both have some baggage that would be bad, though. <laughs> that's why we do this instead. Uh, okay, fun fun second topic here. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, this is not a joke. This is a real thing that happened today. Reed Shepard signed an NIL deal with Milk. 
This is real. Uh, like the chocolate, it, like the chocolate brand milk. No, like milk, like milk, milk. The the actual nil deal is with the Dairy Alliance and the Milk Scott Game campaign. So the the tweet I saw was, "What do Reed Shepherd and Milk have in common? They got game." And there's an Instagram ad of Reed Shepherd doing a milk ad. Basically, this is awesome. It's hilarious. Uh, I mean, I just love it It, for a thousand different reasons. Got milk campaigns in general are great. I like milk as a product. I think more, more athletes should partner with milk. It would be funny with that said, Reed Shepard being partnered with milk is just perfect. (laughs) It's just like Like, the name, the name, the dairy Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like uh, it's just great. It's it's the perfect fit for milk. If you were picking a college basketball player to be nil partnered with with milk, it would be Reed Shepherd. It's it's incredible. The Dairy Alliance. I was thinking about. Okay, so this got me thinking. Uh, If we could perfect match matchmaker five other college basketball players or figures with nil deals that would be perfect for who they are. What would they be? So we both have a list of five. Uh, do you want to alternate? Do you want to just go first? What do you want to do with this? Oh, we can alternate. Okay. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, my first one is Madi Sissoko, and he is partnering with either Williams Sonoma or Home Goods uh to uh do their oven mitts. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. What's the ad look like? Like <laughs> Like after he shoots a free throw or something, he goes like, oh, like I'm kind of hungry. Like I could really chef something up. And he goes to a griddle and he goes to grab it, something off of it. And they're like, whoa, Maddie, you can't do that. You'll drop it. It's too hot. Get yourself some oven mitts. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. Okay. Uh, my first one is very simple. It's Will Cheddar and John Deere. Uh, I want I want like a slow motion, sunlit pasture with Will Chatter driving a tractor and he gets out some Wrangler jeans and that's it. You know what? I would really like to talk to some higher ups at like Bass Pro Shop or Carhartt brand or something like that. A lot of like, you know, suburban, not suburban, I'm sorry, rural area uh, farm kids hooping right now that don't have NIL deals from like farm, which is crazy to me. Like they should have a tractor and all that type of stuff. It seems pretty easy to me. Yeah. Um, my second one is not as fun, but I think it should actually be a thing. It should be Sky Clark and Legos. Like we saw that video, of Sky Clark, all he does is do Legos in his free time. Um, like that should be a, a 100% a thing. Yeah, that's great. It's a very good one. Sky loves Legos. Legos should love Sky back. Absolutely. Um, okay, so envision this ad for me. It's like, let's say it's in Chicago. And the the riverside, like, you know, there's that whole the the trail, the pathway, and you just see feet running with hoka shoes on. And they progressively get faster and faster, and the terrain gets tougher and tougher, and it cuts a bunch of places. But all you see are these feet, right? Anywhere you go, you see these feet running, powering through. Red hokas. Hands up at the end of the commercial. It's cardio cups. It's cardio cups, man. It's Gabe cups. He gives a wink to the camera. Perfect. Wait, game. He crosses the line of where he's going and thinks he won, and then looks to his left and sees a pair of all gold hokas, and it's Ethan Morton. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's tough. No, I'm actually now I'm envisioning this ad 
So it start. It's like it's the feet. It's the feet running in various places, like in the daytime, into the nighttime, in the rain. It starts in a city, and then all of a sudden it gets into like a residential, and all of a sudden you're you're in this random like back roads in Indiana, and then in the end, where he's running to is assembly hall, and it pans out and it shows Gabe cops, and he gives a wink to the camera. Boom. That would kind of slap. All right. All right, my next one is Doug McDaniel, and he's partnering with Kumon or Quizlet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, simple as that. Yeah, any tutoring service. Yeah, simple as that. Um, he would probably mess up the ad, though, because <laughs> like, it would probably require him to read a script. All right. I, <laughs> my dog dog can't read oh it'd just be tough i, I don't he know he doesn't want to right also he like <laughs> wouldn't do the commercial he's like i'm good on this yeah like i think they're gonna be like hey doug we just need you to read this one page script and say what it says we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars and doug's like no thanks like just, I, I don't want that uh okay my next one is uh a bunch of alarm clocks going off and then you just see one by one Florida Atlantic players waking up and slamming the alarm clock shut. It's every player on the team. And then they all come downstairs in their PJs, end up in the kitchen, and Dusty May is chefing up a pot of coffee. He says, boys, time to wake up. And it's like a, like a Starbucks coffee brand or something. Florida Atlantic, time to wake up. And then it shows the calendars like March 15th. Ooh, yeah. I, okay. The, the backgrounds on this are like I love the vision of all. Thank of you, thank you. Um, this next one is player specific, but also kind of team incorporated. If you really want to, I think it should be Braden Smith and Purdue and Manscaped. Um, with all the facial hair, kind of that the Purdue has. I, I don't know what the actual commercial would look like. Maybe at the center of Mackie, everyone's getting a nice little face, you know, nice little uh, goatee lineup or whatnot. Uh, Braden Smith, then Heidi, then Edie. After Edie's the one given maybe the cuts. Uh, but yeah, it'd be Purdue or Braden Smith and Manscaped. That would be good. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of that, I just realized uh, since I host After Dark tonight, I can officially start the Braden thing Wednesday if you want me to. I would love you to. You think this is long enough, though? I guess it is. Good enough for me. <laughs> All right, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hate this when I actually do it. My next one doesn't have as good of a backstory, but uh, I just think TJ Otzelberger would be great in dry fit ads so like nike Nike, yeah protein or that but just i I think like the nike dry fit like get him in tighter shirts i like that and then the ad is like one of those tweets where it's like every like i'll make tj otzenberger's (laughs) shirt smaller shirt tighter and tighter his shirt will get his sleeves will get shorter yeah that'd be great i like that Let's see here. Uh, my last one is also a joint one. It's Boo Booey and Armando Baycott. And it's it's any rental car company uh, because they're, they're probably the only couple players that are involved in college basketball that are big stars that are old enough to rent cars. So <laughs> Enterprise or Hertz, either of them. And it's like, damn, man, like I need to get to my Outer Bank shoot. And then Boo Booey like tosses Armando Baycott like a pair of like keys. He's like, I got you. Mondo, and then he just drives off. The odds of you going that route for a rent a car instead of a DUI <laughs> was inconceivable. I'm proud of you for going that route. Thank you. It was better. Um, 
think about that. Not, well, now you got me. <laughs> My last one is uh, another one I don't have any like great backstory for, um, but it's it's in Illinois. Maybe there's like a really nice like high intensity basketball game being played in the orange. All you see is orange crush, orange crowd, and like look up, Brad screaming. The game's close. It's tied with a minute left. Um, maybe it shows the the Illinois tunnel, and he's coaching his team. Everybody's sweating. Everybody's nervous. And Brad says something at the end of it like, "Boys, this is what we always wanted. Hold on to your seats." And then all of a sudden, it pans over to Dane Danger who's been sitting idly on the bench this entire time. And he reaches down and he's got a seat pad underneath him. And he's advertising the seat pads because he's comfortable on the bench in the middle of the biggest moments of the game. Uh, Dane Danger and seat pads. Free my guy, man. It'd be great. It'd be perfect. Yeah. All right, that's fun. Uh, we Maybe we should open an NIL consulting portion of our business i feel like we can maybe help broker some of these deals then again we also can't get a sponsor for ourselves and we've done uh eight hundred and seventy thousand views in the last two months yeah which is crazy i mean <laughs> just like want to throw this out there don't know if you could find anybody more marketable i mean <laughs> god we 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 touch we fill diversity quotas mm-hmm. we're semi-handsome we got good teeth. If you want to throw us a little, you know, Colgate sponsorship. I mean, we are versatile and also let this be known. There ain't a product. There ain't a person that I won't act like I love. If you give us some type of chance. Okay. I will get on here and I will promote tie pods if needed. All right. So check the numbers, check the people who are on here and realize that you got some marketing bold on your goddamn hands. Yeah, we just swear a lot. That's the only thing. I'll stop swearing. <laughs> I'll stop. I have no reason to stop swearing. That's very true. It's extremely That's true. Connie. I hate that I swear because I know Connie listens. <laughs> I think she's accepted. I swear more than you do, to be honest. But you just swear at bad times. Like at the at the end of a impassioned speech on why we need sponsors. Like <laughs> Yeah, like after that, like after a heartfelt moment, I'm like, yeah, Greg said that shit. <laughs> I mean, you just said it. You just said, God damn, at the end of the, why don't sponsors want to work with us? It's great. Uh, okay. We have a great one sheet, by the way. We needed to make a one sheet for some this week. The new one sheet is impeccable. One pager. It's a one sheet. The one pager. It's a one sheet. It's one pager. What, what do you have against a one sheet? It's not called a one sheet. It's called a one pager. Like that's no, it's, it. It's called like, a one sheet. Like I, you were you on the Zoom call that you said you would be on? Because the guy asked me for a one sheet. That's you know what? That's that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Well, we did never talk about that. Like I did in the morning. I'm like, are you going to be on this call? And you were like, yeah. And then you just didn't show really? up. I'm a, I'm a calendar guy. If it's not in the <laughs> calendar, I'll easily forget. Got it. Okay. So honestly, it's on you. No, it is. I, I I will take that. I got to be the administrative guy. You're just the, the business guy. So, um, yeah, CEO shit. You, you don't know what meetings you have. Somebody's got to tell you. Yeah, I get so it. That falls, so that falls apart. It's all on me. I get it. Uh, okay. Final, final topic today. Uh, I have a little game I want to play based on the latest DraftKings odds to win the national championship. Uh, so you can pull them up in your DraftKings app if you want. So we're looking at the same thing, or I can just read some teams as we go. I'll probably do both, but um, there's just assume, just assume I got that app, huh? I would assume you have the DraftKings app. Yeah, do you not? Yeah, I got every sportsbook app available. You're right. 
I would hope so. Uh, anyways, so five tiers is what I want to do. I want to do, uh, you have to pick a team you think is most likely to win the national championship from tier one being the favorites, tier two being the secondary group, and on and on and on. We're going to base it on the sports book odds at DraftKings to kind of oh. tier these up. So tier number one is going to be the favorites. That's three teams that are 10 to one or shorter odds. Purdue is plus 850. They are the betting favorite to win the national championship. Houston is plus 900. UConn is plus 1,000, a.k.a. 10 to 1. You have to pick one of those three. Who is most likely to win the national championship between Purdue, Houston, and UConn? This might be splitting hairs, um, but... If UConn was in another tier, I think I'll go at the plus a thousand. Hate Houston plus nine hundred. That's not even considered in this, in my opinion. I honestly love Purdue plus eight fifty. Like I think those are pretty. Those are pretty great odds for a really really good team. Like I, I'm actually surprised that that's plus eight fifty. Um, also, for anyone listening to this, uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the top of my DraftKings screen here. Uh, there's a hundred percent profit boost today for any college basketball parlay. I don't know if you had that on yours, but I do have that. I'm looking at that as well. That's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I'm going with Purdue. Might need to put a little Tyson Walker to get thirty, AJ Hogarth to get twenty, Michigan State minus alternate line twenty four and a half. That could be pretty good odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm gonna take UConn. I'm going to take UConn. I, I think all three of these teams can win the national title. I don't like that you dismissed Houston so much. I think they've been really good lately. I'm kind of in on them, actually, after watching the Texas really? game. That, that you, that's, that, that's a change for you. Yeah, I've been out on them all year. I watched the Texas game and realized this. Houston plays harder than any other team in the country. They do. I That's that's terrifying to me. Like, Can I, can I get a quick statement on this for you? Just because it raised a question to me last night when I was uh, just on the Twitterverse. Indiana had Kelvin Sampson. Yeah. Yeah, obviously they had the, you know, whatever the situation was. I'm not even honestly that well-versed on what the the violations were, to be honest with you. Um, So I'm not going to speak on it. But, like, they had him. And now, like, that guy's a top three coach in the sport. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Good for the Big Ten in general, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll take UConn defending champs. I trust Hurley the most out of those three coaches more than anything. I think the rosters are all similar. They all do different things, but Hurley's done it before. Yeah. I believe it. Okay. So tier two uh, is the next tier from plus 1200 up until anything under 20 to one. So we have Kentucky 12 to one, North Carolina, 13 to one, Arizona, 14 to one, Auburn, 15 to one, Tennessee, 16 to one, pick one that is most likely to win the national championship. This is tough because Kentucky, North Carolina, Arizona all have their own followings that people think can do this. Mm -hmm. Auburn, Tennessee, I feel like we're both going to dismiss. I'm not dismissing Tennessee as much as I think you are. I'm kind of back in on just like the – I know, but like, don't connect. It's a great team. Like, I I like them to win games in March. Rick Barnes is not winning a national title. Yeah, you're right. I need to come on. You're better than that. You know that. You know that's that trick. Um, you scared me yesterday with your Kentucky talk, and you got to me a little bit. Otherwise, my pick would have been Kentucky. Uh, so I think I'll go North Carolina on this one. Uh, I like the story arc. I like the team in general. I love R.J. Davis. Uh, love what Hubert's done there this year. 
So I think I would go North Carolina, uh, thirteen to one. Okay, I'm going Carolina too. I was really hoping we would at least pick two different teams from this tier because I think I was I I, I wanted to pick Arizona really really bad, but I I can't. They 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 can't. I did they I can't. They can't win a game in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 stinks. Yeah, I think this tier like Kentucky, Carolina, and Arizona are equal caliber to me. I actually think this is a more up for debate tier than the first tier that we had. Um, but I, yeah, I'm going to take Carolina strictly because I think RJ Davis is the best player on any of these three teams. And I think this team has the mix of experience and maturity and smarts that maybe Kentucky and Arizona don't have like Arizona season will come down to can Caleb love not play a stinker six games in a row. I don't think that's as likely as RJ Davis playing great six games in a row. Um, and then Kentucky, I'm just not even confident the right five players are going to be on the floor at any given point, which is tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Fix the rotation. I'll probably give Kentucky. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of, it's, un, I don't know. I don't want to say it's unfixable, but like, it's not something there's like a right answer to, you know, like there's just going to be growing pains with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The next tier is from 20 to one up to 40 to one. This is a little bit bigger of a tier. So we got Kansas at 22 to 1, Duke at 25 to 1, Alabama 28 to 1, Marquette 30 to 1, Baylor 35 to 1, Wisconsin 35 to 1, Iowa State, Illinois and Creighton all 35 to 1. Nine teams to choose from. Kansas, Duke, Bama, Marquette, Baylor, Wisconsin, Iowa State, Illinois, Creighton. Who are you picking to win the national title? Ooh. So it's not going to be Kansas for me. I would call this tier a bunch of teams we believe in maybe making a run, but have have flaws. Like, I don't think you and I actually think any of these teams will win the national championship. I mean, I'm still – I'm going to stay strong. I'm still – I'm going to go – I'm going to say Illinois. I think if Illinois figures it out and finds that form that they had before the TSJ suspension, I just think that they got the pieces – and the personnel to, you know, one for Brad to get over that first weekend hump and, you know, win a national title. I still believe in them. Wisconsin will be my second choice. I'm very much in on Wisconsin. This feels a little too Big Ten heavy for me. Illinois and Wisconsin are your two out of out of Bama, Duke, Kansas, Marquette. Like <laughs> I respect it. Wisconsin's a good team. I don't I don't think we can sit here and say Wisconsin and Illinois are the obvious answers here, though. Um, I want to pick Illinois. I want to pick Illinois for sure. Um, I want to give two other shouts, though, before I make a formal decision here. I think Alabama at 28-1 to with maybe the best guard in the country right now is a pretty good standout. And I think I've talked to you about this before. I like teams that end up having the year after they were supposed to have the year. I like mm. that. That mojo in general feels pretty good to me. Everybody thought Alabama was supposed to win the championship last year, and now they're kind of quietly under the radar. People's nobody, nobody's really talking about them at all, even though they just beat Auburn, and Mark Sears is out of his mind right now. So I like them. I also like Iowa State. I like teams with an elite something, and they have an elite defense, and they also have one of the best point guards in the country. I think you can win games in March with an elite defense and one of the best point guards in the country. Also, Milan Momchilovic is like a stud. Yeah, so like, I like the backcourt. I like, I like Gilbert. Like, I like their team a lot. Yeah, they got dudes. So I think, um, man, am I going to jump fully off the Illinois bandwagon? I don't want to, but 
I'm going to take Alabama. I'm going to take mm. Alabama. I think okay. it's more it's more likely Mark Sears runs through the bracket than it is this Illinois team actually gets everything clicking the way I hoped they would. Which hurts. I don't that want hurts. that to be the case, but it does hurt. Um, okay, next tier, we're gonna go from fifty to one up to ninety to one. There's a lot of teams in this group. I'm not gonna read their odds, but here's all the teams you could get in this this tier. BYU, Michigan State, Florida Atlantic, St. Mary's, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, TCU, Mississippi State, Villanova, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, San Diego State, and Memphis, uh, and Dayton and Clemson also. A lot of teams in that group, uh, some who might not make the NCAA tournament. Which team are you taking with the best chance to win the national championship? This might be a cop-out, but I'm going to take Florida Atlantic. Because I'm still buying into like they bid in it, they made the run, they know what to do. Once they get to March, they're going to turn it on, and they got guys like Nelly Davis, Elijah Martin. Like, give me just give me those guys, and you know, big big golden in the middle and dusty. Like, I just yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a cop out. It's an easy like, or it's not fair to be like, oh, these guys are going to turn it on in March. There's a very good chance they don't. But I truly just got a feeling like on on my din on my in on my deep inner inner self that this team just turns it on when the lights come on. Yeah. I could see that. Um I think I'm going to shock you with this. I think I'm going to shock you with this. I'm taking St. Mary's. Brag. I'm taking St. Mary's. So, hear me out on this. I was on the the train someone, of Someone read the Ralph report, didn't they? Well, I yeah. I was I was <laughs> on the train that St. Mary's is the best team in the West Coast Conference before the season. That's when I thought Gonzaga was going to be good, and I thought St. Mary's was going to be really good. Then they opened the season as disasterly as they could. They only won three of their first eight games. Uh, they got blown out by a couple of teams that aren't very good, Xavier being one of them. Um, since then, they've won, like, everything. They, lo- they lost a bad game at home to Missouri State two days before Christmas. I'm chalking that up to, like, Aiden Mahaney wanted to go be home with his family. Uh, it, other than that, 13-1. and one in their last 14 games, bunch of road wins. They are doing in conference what Gonzaga was supposed to and what St. Mary's was supposed to. They're running through it. Beat Santa Clara, a Santa Clara team I really believe in. Walked into their crib, bounced them by 24. Beat San Francisco, a team people love. Bounced them by 17 at their crib. Like, they are destroying good teams on the road right now. Um, I think this team has behind the scenes quietly with nobody paying attention become the team we all thought they would be preseason. So the 12th best defense in the country. Aiden Mahaney is an offensive superstar. They could not make a shot at the beginning of the year. I think they can make shots now. Uh, I'm in. I think St. Mary's could be that team there where you're like, we get to the final four. We're like, how the hell are they here? But I think they actually have the stuff to do it. I can't get there. I'm sorry. I can't let the early season stuff go. Okay. You got to stretch. You got to stretch with anybody in this group, but uh, yeah. I like them. I think I think it's more likely – like they're playing well right now. Florida Atlantic's not. Otherwise, I would say FAU. And if, if it is, just flip a switch, fine. But I think St. Mary's already flipped the switch. Surprised you didn't go Michigan State. Would you actually consider Michigan State at all with Tyson or no? Uh, I would consider, but outside of that, no. Okay. All right. Uh, I won't press you on that. All right. The final tier is everybody else. 
So you can literally pick any team we haven't named in the country. Uh, there are a bazillion of these listed. Like you can literally, I mean, DraftKings just trying to take your money, but you can go all the way to the bottom and bet Minnesota, Boston College, Long Beach State to win the national championship this year. Some of the teams at the top of this list, so this is 100 to 1 or higher. I'll just read the the next closest would be Northwestern, Utah, New Mexico, Virginia, Utah State, Seton Hall, Colorado, Oregon, Ohio State, St. John's in Florida. Uh give me a team that you're picking. I'm just I'm trying to I think that DraftKings needs to make sure they flag people that are placing like DePaul future like championship <laughs> bets. Like that's Colorado State's actually pretty undervalued here, though. I mean, they've been struggling lately, but like they're 120 to one behind Florida and Cincinnati. Like, yeah, I, I truly don't think there's like some all like awful choices to be honest. Like for a light sprinkle somewhere in here, um, the team I think I would pick, hmm. You know what? If I could get anything from Deshaun Harris Smith, I'm not joking. If I could get Maryland to just make the tournament and just, <laughs> just go nuclear, I 100% would. I think I'm going to go with Miami. Yeah, Miami at plus 11,000. Because. Oh, wow. I didn't realize they were down that far. Yeah, I think Miami at plus 11,000 just because Larinaga in March, he's going to have him clicking. We know that. Uh, Nigel Pack is a guard that can make a run in March and win a lot of games. Poplar's good. Wooga. Um, George is good. Norchad. They got a good rock like Cleveland. I, I love the Miami roster, to be honest with you. Um, they just really haven't played their best. But I think that Larry Neg is a coach that gets his team clicking in March and guys kind of just step up and they have the chance to make a tournament run. They had the experience. They made the run last year. So, yeah, I, I think at 11,000, 11, I would definitely I would, I would go with Miami here. Okay. Um, all right. I am between two. And I, already it's, know, I already know what two it is. You want to guess? Is one of them Northwestern? Yep. And I think the other one is... Ooh. I think the other one is either Seton Hall. Yeah. No, I know. I think the other one's Seton Hall. It's between Northwestern and New Mexico for me. Um, oh, where's New Mexico at? I didn't see that. 100, 100 to 1, right there with Ooh, Northwestern. Both, I like both that. are 100 to 1. And I am going New Mexico. Uh, as, as badly as I want to say Boo Booey could single-handedly propel his team to a national title, I think it's more likely that he would single-handedly propel them to like an Elite Eight or a Final Four, which could happen. I, I want to be clear. He almost did last year. Like, he almost had him in the Sweet 16 beating UCLA last year. He was close. So, I think this year's version of Northwestern is better. I think Boo's better. Um, I like the pieces around him better. I, I believe in them, for sure. New Mexico is, like, legit, though. Like, this is this is the 19th best team in the country, according to Ken Pop. You can get him 101. Uh, 101 on futures right now. Like, valued the same as Utah. <laughs> they're, they're the 19th best team in the country. Like... They have a top 20 defense, a top 40 offense. They play fast. They shoot the ball well. They have a great point guard in Jalen House. They have another great guard in Donovan Dent. They have another great guard in Jamal Mashburn. They have two freshman killers in JT Toppin and True Washington who are like really coming on and getting comfortable. They got Nelly Jr. Joseph down low, who is a good player. He's constantly in double figures. He played at Iona. Like I, this team 
is everything we wanted last year's New Mexico team to be. And instead, they were just like the fun, plucky 11 p.m. tip-off team. This team's sick. This team is winning all these games. They're 18 and three right now. Their only losses this year are on the road at top 100 teams. Like, I'm not going to kill them for losing at St. Mary's or at Colorado State or even at UNLV. Like, UNLV has beaten some really, really good teams this year. So, um, I, I don't know. They're probably going to enter the NCAA tournament like with four or five losses max as a top 20 Ken Palm team. And all their losses are probably true road games where they're not going to play any of those in the NCAA tournament. They're going to have the best backcourt pretty much every game they play. I think there could seriously be a deep run coming for this team. I would not be surprised whatsoever if they end up Florida Atlanticing their way all the way to maybe a national title. Like I won't be surprised to see this team in the title game this season. Yeah, I love that pick. I love love the Lobos. Crazy. All right, uh, that's it. So my my teams again were UConn, North Carolina, Alabama, um, St. Mary's, and New Mexico. I feel yeah. worse about that after reading them out loud. Your five teams were who? Purdue, Illinois, Florida Atlantic, and um, what was my last one? Miami. You missed a – Fifth one. Who was the fifth one? Purdue, Illinois, North Carolina. You had North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good show today, Cart. One big thing uh, presented by Big B. What do you got? Uh, my one big thing for today uh, is a product that I think is underrated. Um, so <laughs> we do this again. <laughs> yeah, we are. So if anyone doesn't know, because you probably would have no reason to know, my parents recently got like a florida home to be like what i don't know the 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 term is like snowbirds or whatever like that you talk about this every show i'm sorry to interrupt but why why are you opening that with nobody knows this (laughs) does everybody know you talked about this seven times in the last two weeks all right so everybody knows um so being the good son and child that i am i go in and check on their house every once in a while just make sure like stuff isn't flooded take in trash cans, just make sure the house is in order, right? Every time I go in there, you know, I don't, I don't just go there to do work. You know, I'm shot to Denzel Washington. I'm, I'm leaving here with something. Uh, so I made my way into the pantry and I saw these like Kirkland organic, like applesauce things. I think they're for children. Cause my little sister used to nanny a kid at the house. Um, and I saw them. I'm like, I mean, there's not really much in the house. So I'm going to just take these. These are incredible, by the way. They're like Kirkland brand. I think they're from Costco. 50 calories a pouch. Uh, no added sugar. It's just like a really like quick snack. And I've just been like having these. Like I've had like three or four a day. And they're just really good. Carter, those are absolutely for infants. But it's so good. Like those, I, that is what I feed my daughter twice a day right now. That- All right, well, that's great because when next time I'm at the crib, like I'm definitely having one of these. With her. <laughs> You're eating an infant applesauce pouch, like <laughs> I mean, it's apple, like great ingredient, <laughs> organic. Why do you think it's in a pouch apple. like that? Why do you think it's in a pouch like that? Convenient? So little little toddler babies can hold them and not no, not make a humongous no, mess. It's to save dishes for babies to avoid mess. Okay, well, I got the Costco pack, so I got about 100 of these in the fridge. You got the Kirkland pack. Kirkland comes from Costco. Okay, all right. Goodness, man. 
goodness. Uh, this really threw me off my game. Do you ever have these? No, because they're for my eight-month-old daughter. Okay, see, don't don't be that. So you're telling me you don't ever eat Murph snacks? No. Isn't that the point of having a kid so you can eat their snacks? No, that's maybe beyond the top 500 reasons to have a child. Really? Yeah. You know, so you never had like those, uh, does she, has she, um, tried those puffs yet? Those puffs that dissolve? She eats puffs every day. Yes. Have you had them? Have you tried oh, them? I do not eat my daughter's puffs. You haven't tried. There's, there's a whole thing of puffs. You're telling me you haven't just one time just popped the puff in. I do not eat my daughter's puffs. I have not had a puff. All right. I'm going to talk to Mal about this because I know for a fact that Mal has had a puff. Mal has had a puff, and I don't think she should be eating our daughter's puffs because they're our daughter's food. Okay. Like you have one puff. I mean, th- you're talking like you eat four of these applesauce pouches a day. I'm, I'm also not stealing it out of my kids. Like I don't have a kid either, so it's like I'm not like taking it out of their mouth. Also, like okay, so you have a puff or two, like – it's okay. Like Murph's not going to hate you for it. It's the principle. All right. I respect, I respect your fatherly principles. It's the principle. Um, I don't have a one big thing. This, these are so good. You got to stop with that. It's really bad. It's hard to think of a one big thing when you didn't come prepared with one. It's also probably hard because I throw you off your off your pivot a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you really get in my head on this stuff a lot. You want me to stop doing products on here? I, no, I don't mind it. It's just insane. Like I, like I said last night, you're a product guy through and through. Um, my one big thing, I guess, is I've come around on the automatic car starter, and I want to admit I was wrong. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, Gregory. It's nice, isn't it? it's nice it's really nice it's not really nice it's just nice no it's it's really it's underrated because when you do it too it usually turns on like the the front air thing too so it defrosts your windshield a little bit so like you can just hit the windshield wipers instead of having to scrape that is the nicest part for sure um who told you about the automatic starter my wife Oh, hell no. Mal's not getting credit for this. I'm the one who told you He's about it. He's been yelling at me for years about this. For yeah. years. For well, years. I've also been yelling at you for years. She's been yelling at me for more years. Okay. We're not going to get on a whole tangent <laughs> on this, but let's not act like Mal's known you that much longer than me. Okay? <laughs> I've also been there a good amount of the steps of the way. Okay? I guess that's true. I guess yeah. it's true. All right. Ah, good show today. Uh, congrats, Michigan State, on the win yesterday. Relax. See you all Thursday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.